Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope that you had an amazing weekend eating lots of chocolate. Maybe you even had a long weekend. Um, I feel like I ate too much food, uh, to be honest. I, but I am so happy because this week is looking absolutely freaking beautiful <laughs> for weather. You guys know me, I need the sun and it is sunny and beautiful. And some of the days are over 20 degrees. So I am so excited to just get so much done. Um, but the episode that I'm bringing you today is all about the sister wound and wounded feminine in the equestrian industry and my experience with female relationships and friendships and you know some of the concepts that I've been learning about and integrating into my own practices and personal development. So if this resonates with you, make sure you share it, share it in your stories, tag me, I will reshare it or share it with a friend who could listen to this. Um, it's a shorter, I tried to keep it shorter. It's such a topic I could talk on for hours and hours and hours. So hopefully I included enough information about it in here. But the other thing I wanted to add on to this is, is if you do resonate with these concepts or experiences or, you know, the separation of female friendships and the mistrust in female friendships in general, and you're looking for a community of women who are doing this type of work, I'd like to invite you to our Evolution Women's Retreat. We are going to be embodying and practicing these types of things while we also do our, you know, tangible trainings and our hard skill trainings. Uh, it's really important to me that people understand how powerful collective acceptance and support is in community. My experience has been just that, like every time that I've gotten in a room with women who are willing to reflect back to me what they see in me, my potential, my skills, my brilliance, my personal identity, it has been so expansive for me. And it has also just like accelerated my growth as a person. So if you're feeling this episode, it might be something to look into. I will leave the website in the show notes so that you can look at more details. And if you guys have any questions, comments, or feedback about this episode, make sure you message me on Instagram at Jessica Empar. I would love to hear it, but I will let you get into it. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Parr, and I'm so excited to have you here with me. We're going to explore some of my favorite topics, making money, entrepreneurship, business coaching, relationships, mindset, and of course, horses. So come along for the ride. If you are a horse owner like me, you are probably equally obsessed with your horse's diet and nutrition as your own. I would say <laughs> probably more so for some of us, at least. I have been using Mad Barn supplements for my personal horses as well as my client horses for several years now, and I absolutely love their products. They're concentrated, they're affordable. 
and they're sourced with the horse in mind. Mad Barn as a company does so many different things within the equestrian community, like funding research, developing technology and feeding solutions, and they're constantly providing education and support to horse owners and the broader equine community. If you want to check out their shop, you can visit madbarn.ca or madbarn.com for the US and use the code SPRINGANEC for 5% off your order. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. I have a juicy episode for you today. I am going to talk about something that not only I've grown up with my entire life, but it's something I've seen play out over and over again in the equestrian industry. And I thought it's a good topic to open up a conversation around. I haven't seen too much about it specific to equestrians, uh, but It is something that I think every single woman can relate to, which is the sister wound. And I have done a lot of research and you guys know I'm always trying to learn more in the realm of personal development and my own subconscious conditioning and all of that stuff. So forgive me because I'm not an expert when it comes to this type of wound, but I also feel like almost all of us have been affected by it in some way. And so it does start, you know, if you do the research and you you kind of Google around and you listen to different podcasts and you read different articles, starts with the patriarchy and the evolution of the patriarchy. You know, women used to be in villages, extremely tribal and, you know, in community and unconditionally support one another in so many different ways. And we've, you know, heard about this and talked about this uh, for long periods of time, not something that is as common at all today, um, but is still common in some cultures. But, you know, they were initiated into belonging to a group of women, a community, and now women are almost initiated into disembodiment and shame and how they stack up against each other and competition. And this has really been ingrained in us since we were young for many of us. And depending on where you grew up and how you grew up, again, it's completely nuanced. This is all my own experience. But it is really the pain and distress and disease that women feel in relating to other women, which is like the essential definition for the sister wound. And we see this, right, in behaviors of jealousy and cattiness and comparison and the fear of rejection or the fear of abandonment, all these things. And, you know, women also have the belief and have almost been conditioned to believe that in certain instances, they're they're too much, they're too anxious, they're too outgoing, they're too pretty, they're not pretty enough, they're not going to belong, they're, they're not going to be liked, they won't fit into groups of friendships. And so because of this, either our experience growing up as young women or our adulthood, a lot of the times, you know, even though adults crave intimate relationships, especially women crave deep connection with other women, sometimes 
we feel like it requires so much work and often ends in disappointment in some way or another, whether we blame ourselves or we blame other people, it's not worth trying or investing heavily into. And so we become even more isolated. And for any of you who have like core knit groups of friends and have these like groups of women that you feel completely able to be yourself in and vulnerable and loved and unconditionally supported, you know, it's a really great reminder to value that because not all women have that experience and it is really special. Um, But how this relates, I feel, to the equestrian industry is that it is just illuminated. This sister wound is something that I have dealt with personally, not only in the equestrian industry, obviously in my upbringing as well, but definitely we are... And, you know, we are engaged to be in competition from a very young age. There is, you know, a certain pecking order. We're ordered in many different ways, whether it's in the sport or in school. And, you know, there's jealousy and suspicion and hazing and being alienated and gossip and backstabbing. Like, you could talk to a group of girls and at least, you know, two out of five of them will tell you this one instance where all of a sudden their friends just all stop talking to them, you know, as like 10 year olds, like all of a sudden they just decided they were not going to be friends anymore because of something. And there's this conditioning that happens when we are really young to believe that we are constantly in competition with one another and there's a complete mistrust of friendship. And when I grew up in school, and again, this is just my personal experience, I was bullied really heavily. I was also turned into uh, being a bully and and doing and perpetrating these types of things. And I flip-flopped between being a victim and being a perpetrator of, you know, this type of behavior where you would just have these like volatile relationships. All of a sudden, one day someone would backstab you and do something horrible. And then you're not friends anymore. And you'd be like totally thrown under the bus and confused and hurt. And then, you know, then of course you're projecting that onto other people. So you start doing it to other, (laughs) anyway, it's a cycle, right? And, And I'm sure that many of you experienced it even just in school where perhaps even you get to a point where you're so mistrusting of relationships, you're scared of judgment, you're worried about being rejected, that you actually just have surface level relationships instead of deep, intimate relationships, like those ones that you have when you're like a little kid, because you're scared that it's going to end up badly. You're scared of getting hurt. You're scared of getting thrown out of the group. Um, There's a lot of things that happen when we're teenagers and, you know, there's this pressure to be a part of that cycle where we're all talking about someone, we're all saying bad things about someone. And like, if you don't get in on that, you might be pushed out of the group too. Um, And it's sad to think about that, but I feel like this is a lot of women's experiences. When we translate this into the equestrian industry where the level of these behaviors mixed with massive insecurity and judgment make it that much worse. 
And I want to talk about it because I feel as though these types of things are the reason that many women, either either adults or teenagers or kids or whoever, um, business owners, (laughs) trainers, professionals, athletes, riders, uh, amateurs, juniors, whatever, quit the sport, stop wanting to show lose their passion for what they're doing, don't love riding by a certain age anymore. And I think a lot of it comes from these, you know, ingrained issues that stem from the sister wound, which really have nothing to do with other women, which is so unfortunate. It's really like the push of the patriarchal society where like, if you want to succeed, you want to live, you want to be okay and belong, you have to fight against one another versus be in community with one another. And I won't get into that because it's so deep and there's a lot of different ideas and research and all of that. And, And I mentioned, I'm not an expert, but the sad part about it is, you know, women are so pitted against one another and they, we also continue to cycle because of the way that we have grown up and the things that we've learned and the beliefs that we have. And I think, you know, as I grew up in my early 20s, I was at that point of disembodiment and like almost disassociation where I was like, I have tried to have like really deep connection with friends and always ended up getting hurt and then hurt hurt other people because of that. It was just like a cycle that I was stuck in. And so by then, when I started having like new groups of friends around university time, those were fun friendships, but they were never so deep and vulnerable and intimate uh, because I was just constantly fearing what would happen if I invested in those relationships. And I also burnt out in the equestrian industry because of, you know, I had anger about that came from jealousy of not being able to afford to do certain things, to afford certain levels of horses. I didn't enjoy showing anymore because it was just like a lot of drama and it was this cycle I think that so many people go through where they're like, wow, this is really something I loved. And now it's just triggering all of the, these insecurities that I have. So I'm just, you know, like back away here. <laughs> right. And at that point, I would say in my 20s, early 20s, I was the insecure friend where Everything that anyone did, didn't do, said, didn't say, said around me, like was always about me because I was so not secure in my own identity that I was constantly wanting reassurance that everything was okay and like constantly looking for acceptance and constantly trying to be like reassured that everything was fine and I belonged. And it's exhausting to be that person in a relationship, in a friendship, it's also really exhausting to be the people on the other side of that because as I got older and started fostering adult relationships and even with people in the industry, I noticed then I was on the receiving end of being that person who was finally secure, finally not worried about what other people were doing or thinking or saying, just doing my own thing. And even as an adult, I attracted people in who were so insecure about themselves that everything I did, said, didn't do, didn't say, posted, didn't post, you know, 
actions I took or didn't take was about them. And those become very toxic and volatile relationships on both ends. And they're both exhausting to be in. Um, And this is that repetition of the sister wound. And I always think that in my experience, when it comes to being in the horse world, it just gets so much worse. There is so much perpetuation of gossip and mocking and backstabbing and mistrust. And a lot of it is with women that the sport can just be mentally exhausting. It's hard to have real relationships where you can trust other people. Um, And it's sad because, you know, and that's not to discount the fact that you can have those things in this industry. Absolutely. Like there's lots of that. But there is like a mean girl vibe to every single experience, right? Whether it's at the barn, whether it's in competition, at competition, within barns, out between barns. And I would say that, you know, I've interviewed like a hundred different trainers, even just in general, but I've also been in the industry for a very long time. There's a lot more as far as the scope of my experience in these types of things go. And just listening to people like I just hear, I absorb, I, you know, can see how this impacts so many people, kids, adolescents, teenagers, adults, and beyond females where they're dealing with, it's not just the pressure of competition in the sport as an athlete with your horse. It is the anxiety of judgment, of mean girl behavior, of cattiness, jealousy, comparison, judgment, like just this unending cycle of these types of behaviors between women in the sport. And Beyond, you know, my experience as a kid being on both ends and then my experience, you know, kind of as an adult trying to have these types of relationships and realizing in some instances that it wasn't worth my nervous system to be pulled back into that pattern of insecurity with people. Um, I also have noticed this as a business owner coaching other clients. I will have clients who have like great, amazing, unique ideas. And we always forget how special we are as individual humans in the sport because everyone is trying to level up one another and compare to one another and stack up all of their accolades and their freaking horses and their posts and their this and their that and the money that they have and whatever it is. So people, these people, you know, that I've had too, as clients or as friends, they deal with this consistent nagging comparison of like, well, why is that person doing this? And they start getting pulled into having an opinion on other people's businesses or other entrepreneurs and start trying to start that cycle of chit chat behind the back. And it's something that if you're not aware, it's easy to get pulled into because it's a pattern that we've lived with our entire lives. Like if you have a, you might even be able to relate as far as like your family. I've heard this before too, like some groups of women 
that are family, all they want to do is talk about other people and their drama. And so you show it up in this space where you obviously want to be accepted and belong and unconditionally loved and supported. And it's very difficult to not fall into the trap of doing the same thing. But it could be with your coworkers at your job. And it could be with, you know, the people at school, if you're someone who's in school. And it also always happens to be in these types of groups as well in the equestrian industry. There's lots of different levels of group, lots of different people, but there are the same patterns. It doesn't really matter the level of the sport, if I'm being honest, because I've had lots of conversations with people at all levels and it's still something that is happening. And the thing is that the only way for it to change is for you to be the change. And that's what I realized for so long is like, oh my God, it's so much easier. The easier choice is to go with the current. You know, I've always had an opinion and I've made decisions based on my opinion and I'm a stubborn person and I'm an opinionated person, but sometimes it's just gotten me into so much trouble that it's been easier to just go with the current. If this is what people are doing, if this is what people are saying, if this is how they're acting, that's what I'm going to do because it's just easier. I don't have to have so much friction or tension or flack. What I've learned is that's not authentic to me. And also it just is continuing the cycle. And if you are someone who is listening to this, who is a business owner, someone who has a job with other people, other women, a equestrian who has a horse or goes to the barn, a human in general, you've probably dealt with these things. And there might be a time in your life where you just decide it's easier to be like everyone else and have this um, fake sense of belonging than it is to do the right thing and stand up for other people, not give in to the pressure to perpetuate these types of behaviors and be authentic to yourself. And so my challenge for you and always for my challenge or always in my challenge to myself is to stop taking that easier direction and start educating and and trying to not allow these types of behaviors to continue happening in my circle, in my communities. (laughs) So it's difficult. I think hopefully in reflecting about some of these concepts, maybe you have your own stories about this sister wound psychology in the equestrian industry. It is prevalent. It's aggressive. It's the reason that many women decide it's not for them anymore. It's the reason that many women are very unhappy, insecure, you know, people pleasing, unable to have meaningful relationships in the the industry and or with women in general. Um, And it could be different, right? It could be different if enough people decide to stop just going with the flow and start actually standing up for what's right to them. Because it's different for everyone, right? It's individual. I'll give you some advice as far as going forward. Why I feel this is so important is because it's exacerbated in the industry, but not only that, it's made worse by social media, right? And I've seen it 
happen over and over and over and over. I hear about it from clients, you know, and I see it with young women and I see it in the competition world and I hear it when I talk to professionals in the industry and other capacities. And so it's something that obviously is very prevalent. Questioning our conditioning and the beliefs that we have around these topics is probably the first place to start. Being aware of the beliefs that you have is great, but actually understanding whether or not they're real or just something that has been conditioned into you that you now believe, right? And stop giving in to the pressure, removing yourself from from any type of situation that's going to force you to perpetuate these behaviors and give in to the pressure, right? That gossiping, shaming, mocking, judging, that thing that we see all the time in our groups. And speaking up and educating people, especially younger generations, you know, there's lots of trainers that listen to this. There's lots of um, women who have children. There's, you know, talking about how women are meant to belong. They're born and initiated into belonging and power together. It's not about being separate. It is not about tearing each other apart. It is not how you're going to get to the top. You know, if you have big dreams and aspirations and ambition and you're hardworking and, you know, you want to achieve all these things, it does not mean that doing it alone and ripping other people down is going to be the answer. You know, in fact, I think that some of the most successful women in this industry and in the world are women who have very strong communities around them. And being honest with yourself, you know, and I've had to do this so many times, whether or not you're perpetrating or you're a victim, because either one of those, you're still dealing with this sister wound, right? If you're a victim, you're able to be a victim because you've, you know, you're dealing with these wound issues. You're that insecure that you're allowing other people to you know, infiltrate and and perpetrate these types of behaviors against you instead of standing up for yourself and or removing yourself from the situation. And there's many places where we feel trapped with this, but a lot of time it's, it's our own ego keeping us trapped because we genuinely still want those people to accept us. And this is different for kids. You know, kids can't comprehend this type of context. But for for you, if you know deep down in your gut that there's a group of women that every single time that you're with them, you're around them, you're influenced by them, it is this type of behavior, you can make the choice to remove yourself. And you have to release the thought that you have to be accepted by women who are stuck in that cycle. You can't fix people who don't want to do the work, right? You can't save anyone. We know this. We know, I know as a coach that I can only help guide people who are willing to guide themselves. You cannot possibly do this type of work for someone else. If you are someone who is a perpetuator and you're doing this, it's because you're insecure. It's because that you are mistrusting and judgmental and you're criticizing yourself. I mean, if you're projecting that at other people, there's a reason. We know this. We learned it as kids, right? There's a reason bullies are bullies. It's probably because they have a lot of their own shit going on that they need to figure out and look at, right? And getting in relationships, rooms, and communities with other women who are doing this work, I've learned now, after all this time, is one of the most powerful and fast ways to kind of shift your perspective, your mindset, and change this feeling of 
separateness and isolation and, and loneliness. Because when you're in a space with women who are willing to provide a container of unconditional acceptance, it's extremely powerful. And I can't really articulate that in words, but if you're someone who is craving that level of connection, I want to invite you to come to our retreat that we're doing in June, the Evolution Women's Retreat, because it's going to be a big part of this. I think it's so important that women understand the only way that they can achieve what they want to achieve is going to be with a supportive community, tribe, village, who is going to unconditionally love and accept them, right? And we are led in many instances to believe that's just not true. When in fact it is the answer, eventually people come to this conclusion. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of experiences. It is the answer to many of the things that you're feeling. Um, whether it is a insecure attachment or a ungrounded identity or self-doubt, imposter syndrome, you know, things that are holding you back. A lot of the times it, you really just need people in a room to expand and show you, reflect to you the amazing, capable, brilliant person that you truly are, that you're seen as by other people in order to be able to see it for yourself. So I will leave it with that. If you're interested in the retreat details, you can visit the website. I will leave the link in the show notes. Our early bird prices close April 21st. This is a very intimate group of women. We're going to be doing some revolutionary work like this in this group, but I'm so excited just to be there with the collection of contributors that we've put together for this event because I mean, I'm going to be really honest, like a lot of them are the people that I look up to and inspire. So it's just kind of this full circle moment where I'm like, I cannot believe that we're going to have this level of power in our room and our expansion. So I'm really looking forward to that. But on another note, if you're listening to this and you're someone who's ever dealt with this, you know, sister wound and just like this wounded feminine feel that happens when we're young, when we're, we're adult, adults, and we're just conditioned to be so separate and so competitive. And if you're someone who's experienced it in the equestrian industry, because I know so many people have, and I have myself, I just want you to reflect on where you have contributed and also where you've been victimized and perhaps the small steps instead of the easy ones that you could take going forward that would maybe change the course because if we all do that together it goes a long way and sometimes it can feel very isolating to be one person trying to make what feels like a big change whether it's in our own lives or in our communities, but it is so possible. And if you're listening to this, I also know that you're like a really good person because the community that I have on here is a community of honestly such supportive, amazing, loving women. When I look at the metrics and analytics of this podcast, I sit here and I go, God, if I could get you all in a room, you would feel the energy of all of the other people who feel the same way as you, who 
believe in you and want to lift you up and see your potential and see the best in you. Like, I just want you to feel that energy because it's so real. And sometimes we can just feel so alone and so separate. And that's just not what is actually the case. Like we are a collective and we are so much more powerful as one. So I will end it here. I hope that this was an interesting episode for you guys. Please, if you love the podcast, rate and review it. It means the absolute world to me. Even if you just have time to leave a star rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, I would appreciate it so much. And I will see you guys so, so soon.